Good evening. Welcome once again to the A&J Podcast. This is Jay, and I'm joined by my lovely host, A. And tonight, we're sipping wine and talking relationships and courtship. Hey, you guys. It's your girl, A. Thank you for that mellow introduction you just gave us. It almost feels like it needs to be like a smooth jazz playing in the background. <laughs> Jeffrey, where's our music? I'm giving you the... We don't have a Jeffrey, but it would be nice. Yeah, we don't even have a Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> or a Benson. Benson, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, folks. So tonight, and it's not just courtship. It is maintaining courtship throughout your marriage. Um, one of the conversations that comes up in the 100 million Facebook groups I'm in um, that I often see from women mostly is, you know, feeling like there's a lack of romance, feeling like they don't date anymore. All the things he did to get me, he stopped doing, so on and so forth. So I thought it would be cool to talk about ways we've tried to continue courting one another through our marriage. We're not perfect at it. Kids and life really throw a wrench in things um, and can change things up. But you can adapt. And you can still date your mate. I like that date your mate. <laughs> um, so it's not impossible, folks. Um, we've been married for 10 years. And I'm proud to say my husband still takes me on dates. Um, and we still have fun. And our dates may not necessarily look like what they looked like 13, 14 years ago. But they're still dates. And I think that's important to any marriage. So, Jay, you want to? Um, Tell us what you're thinking. Um, big cosign on that. Um, life definitely is a hurdle that you have to overcome as you're trying to maintain the the health, um, the love, the the fun of the relationship. But um, I think you I think you need to be prepared for it to be. I want to say a roller coaster ride, but not necessarily only in the sense that it goes up and down. It's, if it was a roller coaster ride, though, it'd be like the kitty coaster. So it's it's not going to be dramatic drops. Uh, you well, you don't want it to be dramatic ups and downs, but you know. But like, sometimes they are dramatic ups and downs. I, and I was Let's about to real. say life like, happens. Life does happen. So you know we can't always plan everything to the T like we want it to be. Certain things will come up and blindside us, but you know, we gotta learn how to play the hand that we're dealt, bounce back from these situations when they occur, and remember that our mate's happiness is the key to everything. Um, it's the key to a healthy relationship because my, my job is to make her as happy as I can, and her job is the same in regards to me. Oh, I thought you were going to say my job is just to receive it. Uh, um, didn't know it was a two-way sheet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be convenient? But unfortunately, no. Right. Um, I And I do agree not to be laying it all thick tonight, folks, with our agreement with one another, but... Um, he is correct that life is definitely a roller coaster, and we can attest to that. Um, there's a lot of things at play in one's relationship. So you think about it. Most of us, um, when we were first getting married, you're obviously younger, uh, which means you have more energy. You have more time to do things because maybe, well, we had children before we got married. Um but it never really seemed to stop us from doing too much because we had babysitters and yeah. Um, we, so, but I will say part. that you know children do change things because after a woman's had a baby, um, y'all know the drill. Her body's changed, her hormones change. She's tired, y'all tired because the baby is taking up space in your bed and 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 you're cutting into your sleep time and needing diaper changes and formula feedings or breastfeedings, and it's a lot. Um, this last go around, I felt trauma. <laughs> like, I felt like I was traumatized by having a kid. Now, the difference was 
I was in my 30s this time giving birth. And it's definitely different than being in your early 20s or being 18 having a baby. So my energy resources were different. Um, and that played a really big part in being able to be awake, you know, let alone be romantic. But um, one of the things that I always appreciated about our relationship is that we made time for each other. Um, even when we were ready to pass out and our eyes was drooping and low, we still took, even if it was 10 to 15 minutes, to kind of like boo up at the end of the night and talk to one another. And even throughout the day, you know, texting, um, conversation. And I think people really underestimate how sexy and how intimate communication is. Um, communication to me is a form of dating. Um, think about how in the beginning of a relationship when you meet somebody, you guys spend all day doing what? Talking, talking, talking. There we go. You know, whether you DMing now because that's the thing or you texting or, you know, you calling multiple times out the day because that person is fresh on your mind. You know what I mean? They're, it's new. You like how they make you feel. It's a high. And you get giggly and excitable, you know, thinking about that person and seeing their name come up across your phone. Um, and you spend, I would dare I say, 90% of the time in a new relationship doing the cute stuff. So keep doing that. Even in your marriage, you may have jobs, you may have things you're attending to, but never underestimate the power of when my husband sends me a cute little message, a little emoji or a little something flirty. I appreciate that because <clears throat> it makes me feel good to know like, oh, he's still thinking about me today. And the one thing that I will say to all the fellas, regardless to what you think, regardless to whether or not it makes sense in your mind, all I got is one word for you, and that's flowers. Flowers, flowers again, and more flowers. For some reason, I don't pretend to understand why, but all women... And I, I say that tongue-in-cheek because I know it's not a literal statement, but a lot of women enjoy flowers. And not only do they enjoy flowers, they enjoy flowers as often as possible. I remember um, one time I was getting Ace and Flowers after we had recently had a discussion about how she felt like she hadn't received any in a while. And one guy... Um, was in line with me and he was saying how he used to get his wife flowers every week and then it went to like i think every pay period or something like that um i think he he said and that only happened because he forgot a week or something like that one time and she she really didn't trip off of it but he was getting her sent fresh flowers on a regular basis um which gave me the idea i'm of you know Doing a subscription to get and getting them sent to a on a, I think it was a monthly basis. I mean, mm -hmm. you can get them more often than that, but I've I've been told on more than one occasion that flowers are greatly appreciated. I think it might have something to do with the fact that they die so quickly or something. Like no, that. I think it's like. <laughs> Oh my God! You gave me this expensive, precious thing that is that'll be dead in no, two weeks. No, so I <laughs> no, I've always I love flowers. Um, I grew up with my mom, and she always tried her hand at gardening, and she was good at it. So we always had like flowers in the front yard or something like that. Even when we lived in the projects, it was like a little square outside of our apartment and she for sure planted some marigolds in there and made it look so pretty and it was like the only apartment in the in the complex that had them but it, it gave it a different appeal and I think I've just always appreciated how they looked um and I don't know I just love flowers so when the very first time he sent flowers to my job my boss at the time um which I later found out was going through a divorce which is horrible um, she, she literally was so excited 
to see them and was like oh my god this is so amazing like she took them from me she's like here let me help you get them in water <laughs> she's like it like and i i don't i don't think i was pregnant yet i might have been i don't know but she like walked me over to the break room she trimmed them she cut them she found a vase for them like she really in fact no they came with a vase that time and she really just went out of her way to like and she was just so impressed and the first thing out of everybody's mouth was, so is it your birthday? And I'm like, no. And they're like, is it your anniversary? And I'm like, no. And they're like, <laughs> y'all had a fight. What do you do? What do you do to make you mad? I'm like, nothing. Like, I'm just as surprised as y'all. And it was a good while before he sent uh, flowers again. But when he did, and then they started coming like once a month, People were literally flipping out like they thought it was crazy. Like, oh, <laughs> no man can be this great. Like, to the point where I had coworkers who were like coming to my desk, like, I could smell them from down the hall. Hey, Alicia, like, I just had to come see which ones you got this month. It was like a running joke. It was to the point where like they would come to the front desk and the receptionist wouldn't even page me anymore. Like, somebody would just walk them back to me because <laughs> they knew. Like, people would barely check the name. When they saw the box, they'd be like, oh, this is Alicia's. Like, I'm bringing this to her desk. And while it may seem like it was something monotonous and whatever, it meant the world to me because, A, he thought enough about me to know what I enjoyed and made it his aim to make sure that I had it. And, B, it was... During the time that I was having a really pretty rough time, because um, I was winding down and getting ready to come out of my job due to my disability, and I was depressed a lot <laughs> going into the office. So it was like a bright spot. And even in those moments, like him just knowing, like, she needs to pick me up or something like that, that was a beautiful thing to me. And I appreciated it. Um, I think sometimes as women, it's more difficult to try to figure out how to court our husbands because well I don't know about y'all but um Jay's pretty traditionalist so you know for the most part he wants to pay the bill or whatever he like he's not gonna fight me on going Dutch but his preference is to be the the man you know and take care of the bill and all that stuff um so sometimes you know I try to pay for dinner or you know I try to hit him up with the hey sexy you know just so he knows like you you still appeal to me, you're still sexy to me, you know, you're chocolate daddy to me, you you know, you you all of that because men need their ego show just as much as we do. Um, I think women we we just assume we go through things about our our image after we've had babies and how our bodies change and morph, but men's bodies do the same thing. Their hairlines change, that thick luxurious beard <laughs> might be a little sparse these days, you know. Hairline, maybe a little pushback. Who knows? What I'm saying is we all go through physical changes that can sometimes create insecurities. And your mate's there to reassure you. Like, And I don't want that reassurance from anybody else but him. So, like, I try to keep that in mind because I don't want nobody out here telling my husband he look good. And I didn't tell him that first. Mm, they do sometimes. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Next episode. Oh, but that's that's very true. Um fortunately A's a homebody now, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I um I agree. I mean and not so much for me because I don't I don't really feel like I'm a person who I don't handle compliments well, first of all. So it's not really a, uh, a requirement for me. I do appreciate it whenever she says it, um, whenever she compliments me. But I know, just speaking to the men, you know, the guys who have women who do those things, you have a secure woman who the odds of you being cheated on or left for someone better are greatly diminished by those type of things. Like we all need to be building up our our mates, our partners, our spouses, you know, our better halves. We can't let them feel neglected because that's the time when their eyes start to open to 
what's on the other side of the fence. Is the grass greener over there? What are, is the sun shining a little bright over there? Maybe I need to go go to see what's popping next door. And sometimes it's, I don't even think it's about intentionally looking for something. Sometimes it can be you're lacking something and then something appears and then you, you know, it might feel good. And then you realize like, oh, like I've been needing this. Um, which is why it's so important that we try not to leave any cracks. Um, and, and that can be hard. That requires us not to be selfish. Um, you know, sometimes I have to remind myself, like, I get pretty caught up on how I feel physically because it's a very exhausting process in my day to get up, be in pain, and have to just navigate through it. And uh, I feel like I spend a lot of time talking to him about it. And in that process, I don't want to forget, like, he's a whole individual with needs and wants and desires. And he still deserves to have his back rubbed or his feet rubbed or um, his head rubbed. And just to be touched and loved on and told, you know, how valuable and how important he is. So I try to keep those things in mind. Um, you know, I'm not someone who requires going out all crazy. And I've definitely become a lot more reclusive over the last couple of years. But I do enjoy getting dressed up and going out to dinner with my husband. Like, And I think for me, personally, what works for us is I don't need a whole lot. You know what I mean? I'm a very simple gal. Um, so we try to make the time to go out to eat with one another. Um, try a new restaurant. But I'm also not against going to Applebee's to hit the 20 for 20 appetizer. Save some money and just enjoy getting away from... The kids in the house and, you know, the noise and the chatter and just focus on each other. Yeah, um, and I think that's one thing that I had to learn was that, you know, growing up, dating meant going out, doing events, spending money um, at restaurants, um, just doing something, being active doing something that involved spending money, you know. Um, and what I've learned as I've gotten older and, you know, as life happens, it's still important to create those moments. Um, even if you can't afford to do something extravagant or even if you just can't afford to do something that might be meager in somebody's eyes you need you still need to be able to find a creative way to engage with your mate and just have a good time together um whether that's a picnic which is, feels like the always is the go-to um you know but a walk um there's plenty of times where me and a have chilled by the um Schuylkill River in Philadelphia just when we had time to get away um, I know other people who have done that for a, a, a you know an evening rendezvous or late night you know chill out moment or whatever like just go somewhere post up have some privacy get out the house um, and, you know, keep it simple. If you don't have the money to do it, who, nobody says you got to spend Google the money, you know. And if you have somebody who requires you to always be spending Google the money on them and making you go outside of your means, you need to question whether or not that's the right person for you. Um, right. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's and the thing to remember here is everybody has standards that they set for themselves, their requirements for whom they're dating. Um, I always tell Jay how lucky he is because... Wow. <laughs> well, I say that because I'm pretty low-key. Um, I've never... I'm very simple. A lot of people might call me basic and I'm cool with that because um, there's no shame in that for me. I did not grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. So, like, these women who be having, like, these high-end tastes and he got to take me here and we got to do this, that, and the third. I was never like that. Like, I'm like, yo, do the proper things. Like, 
open the door for me. You know what I mean? Wherever we're going, pay for the first meal or whatever. Like, stuff like that. Um, I, I, you know, for me, it was always more about the thought that counts. I never had rules on, he got to have this amount of money to take me on stuff. Because I didn't have crazy amounts of money. So how could I have the expectation that the person I'm going to date has to have, you know, a six-figure income to date me and stuff? Like, it was a lot of foolishness, in my opinion. But um, because of that, you know, I don't, you know, dating for me was always about the time we spent. It was less about what we were doing and more about just being able to spend time with him. And I will say this, you know, guys, if you have it, it's okay to spend it sometimes. That doesn't mean that it should always be about a dollar, but that also doesn't mean you need to be, you know, some miser that's super tight with it and don't want to take your woman out for a good time. I'm all for being frugal. I'm all for being conservative with your spending. But every now and then, you do have to live. You do have to enjoy yourself because what are you working for? You know, you can't take it with you when you're gone. So enjoy it. Find find a reason to enjoy your life, especially when you have someone in it who you can share it with. Now, I'll, I will also say to the ladies, if you feel like that's what you want, that you need somebody to spend on you constantly and you need to be take you need to be flown here and you need to be wined and dined at these five star restaurants and da 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 you need to be going to shows every other weekend or whatever. Hey, more power to you. Find the guy that is willing to do that and not only willing but can afford to do that. Because we nobody out here should feel as though they have to settle for less. All I'm saying is be reasonable in your expectations. When you work in, when you are in love with the guy that is the manager at McDonald's, you can't expect him to be flying you halfway around the country at the drop of a dime. You know what I mean? The dude that, that's working part-time at UPS and trying to get his foot up in there, you know, he don't got it like that. So when you meet your, your six-figure dude, who's got investments in real estate and all that stuff and can afford to wine and dine you like the queen you feel you are, then go for it. Allow him to do all of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when you got a regular dude and, you know, shout out to all the regular men and women, you know, don't be over here asking him in the world. Don't be putting this man in debt so you can be unsatisfied because his his diamond ain't big enough for you or the, the gold ain't got enough carrots or the hotel ain't got enough stars or the you know, the he can't afford the, the seasonal lobster somewhere or whatever. You know, move on. You don't have to settle and he shouldn't have to be tortured either. And vice versa. You know, guys, don't be over. Don't be Wave Cat Mike. Shout out to Wallow. You know what I mean? Don't be the Wave Cat Mike sitting over there on your girl's couch waiting for her to come home so you can get your pack of Newports and your blunt wrap. You know what I mean? Don't be wearing down these hardworking women who and, and using her up so that when she finally get tired of you and want to go find a real one, then she giving him hell to pay because... You didn't used up all the love she had in her. She's weathered now. She's <laughs> she's been eroded. You know what I mean? That's not fair. That's not fair to the other dudes who actually got something to offer. You know what I mean? So all I'm saying at the end of the day is we don't have to settle. You wanna be courted a certain way, go find it. But not only go find it, make sure you're communicating to the person you're dating what you want and that is before and after marriage um communication and comprehension are so important in relationships and i think one of the biggest mistakes we can make and i've mentioned this before on the previous podcasts is assuming that our partner is just gonna know they're not mind readers while it's nice and we love it when they are perceptive it's not a guarantee so the only way to ensure that you're going to get what you feel you deserve or you desire or you need is by speaking on it. 
Right. So speak on it. And when I say go find what you want, let me put a disclaimer on that. That's for y'all people that are single and ready to mingle. Um, you married folks, I encourage you to open up the lines of communication, to talk regularly, to discuss when you're frustrated. Um, not to the point where, yeah, if you always frustrated, then you really need to be doing some self-evaluation there. Um, either you got a bad partner or you're just too demanding. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got to figure that out. I don't know which one it is. I'm not pointing fingers. But if you're married, you know, when the the view of marriage that A and I share is that it's, it's like a gang. It's blood in and blood out to me. You know what I mean? You you can you come in this thing. It's for life. The only way you leave it is in the body bag, and I, you know, however you get there, you know, that's on you. Oh my! God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, it this is for life. So once you make that commitment, you need to be ready to ride or die. Now, I'm not saying that you have to sit there. And be abused. I'm not saying that you need to suffer through cheating. But if you have a mate who just can't figure out what you want, it's probably because you haven't told them. So take that time, sit down, talk about it, have regular discussions. Don't be afraid to tell them what you want, how you want it. You know, those things are very important. And just like the old saying goes, a closed mouth don't get fed. So you speak up you need that's the best that's the quickest and easiest way for your needs to get met that goes for you as men and as women fellas be careful what you start to disclose though because if you into some wild freak boy stuff <laughs> you might scare these joints off um you know when it comes to people's ideas on what dating and courting are I know that the standard has changed, you know, with the younger ones, their ideas on it are much dif different than I think those of us who are older. I think a lot of people now kind of view dating as something you do with multiple people. It's a whole bunch of different things. You, so I focus more on dating within marriage because that's the space that I'm speaking from at this point. You speaking of dating, what I what I find interesting nowadays is that people have whole full blown relationships and rarely, if ever, have spoken to each other. Like it's people who go on first dates and they've never had a, a you know a verbal conversation with the person. They haven't talked over the phone. Oh yeah, they've communicated completely via text. Via posts, via DMs, like I find that amazing. Um, I don't find it amazing. I find it stupid. I, but <laughs> it's it's scary. It's scary that that's the time that we've come to. Um, but it also it, it's it's intriguing to me. I would like to be. I don't want to live that life, but I would like to be a fly on the wall and see how that goes. Um, I do think, in a way, getting to know somebody that way can have its um, its merits because you you're really having conversation. Um, there is a lot of talk going on. It's not as much. It, it, it cuts out the one night stands or whatever. I guess I think that's. That's kind of cool. So they start trying to sex text you, sexting, then then it just creates. Now, yeah, you you don't be careful with the sexting. Like, don't uh, do it. Don't, uh, yeah, unless you're don't, married. Don't, don't do it, and don't rush into it either. Like, especially if you're not married. Like, that that's a quick way to go from being charming and fun and interesting to just being a creep. I think with I think it's an interesting point, you know, um, when you're married, people assume that lack of sexual activity is to be expected because of how long you've been together. And I don't agree with that. And I do believe in 
keeping things spicy. You know what I mean? I'm for a little photo here and there to him. Um, and I'm still into the art of foreplay being more than physical things. So, like, flirt with me. You know, I don't care if you're my husband. Like, I still like that. You know what I mean? Like, and again, that brings it back to people forget all of the things they did leading up to marriage and in the beginning of their marriage. And really, you don't want to forget that stuff. Like, you want to remember what you did and what kept your partner happy because you want to continue to do that, do those things and sometimes even evolve those things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's, I, I, I think we ultimately are on the same page here. I mean, and we try to do these, everything that we're saying, we're saying because these are the things that we discuss with each other and we try to promote in our own relationship. Um, and it's interesting because I never want to be the person giving relationship advice. Um, my opinions are probably a lot more different from the norm in today's climate. Um, probably a little bit more traditional, a little more old school compared to what's going on in the world. Like, I remember reading this article about um, Gabrielle Union and, like, some comments she made to young women about, like, how she had gotten married early and, you know, basically saying, um, like, it, they're young and they need to enjoy their bodies and they need to be... Like you were saying earlier about how dating isn't just a one-person thing. Like, you need to be enjoying your life and having these experiences and sharing them with, you know, whoever you want to share them with. And I do not subscribe to that. I do not encourage that. Um, I do encourage you, if you're going to do your own thing, do your own thing. Do what makes you happy. But be safe with it. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily encourage that type of behavior, though. I think it's dangerous. I think it's, I think I think it's cool to settle down. I I think running around and finding all these different people to be involved with. Really, I think it weakens your probability of having a a, a successful relationship. It does at but some point. We know that the way the world operates, it is a self serving society. Um, and people don't even realize it, you know, in this, uh, not to veer off topic all crazy, but in this atmosphere of self-love, people are taking self-love and turning it into selfish, which is so funny because there is a specific quote that says self-love is not selfish, but there's such a thing as too much of something, um, can be bad for you. And I think when we become self, too self-involved, with self-love, it borderlines on, I mean, there's a thin line between being self-involved and selfish versus showing love of self and doing things that are good for oneself. But when we turn it into, it's a free-for-all and I'm just going to do as I please because it feels good to me, that is when you begin to lose the ability to see how your choices affect other people. Um, and I think that spirit is just rampant in the world right now and it does have an adverse effect on relationships whether people are dating or in marriage because um the focus becomes about oneself and anybody who's been married for any amount of time you know how contradicting that is in a marriage like your marriage is a partnership you cannot be about self in a marriage yeah i mean and i, I think that Again, leads us back to the topic, the courtship, you know, it, dating while married, it, it is necessary um, for the longevity of your marriage. Like, I was talking to um, an older friend of mine, and he was telling me Friday, every Friday night is their date night. And I thought that was so cool, like, one, to be able to do that every Friday night to have that freedom, to have that luxury. Um, I thought it, I thought it was dope, you know what I mean? For we have to plan stuff like that because yeah. we have children yeah. specifically a 3-year-old, you know, um, 
So to have that luxury is is awesome because you can always keep things fresh. You can you can do something. You can go somewhere. You can, you know, just do something simple if you need to. But whatever the case is, like you, you're keeping it fresh. They, you're looking at each other with with love in your eyes at that time. You're having a good time. You're unwinding, and it's not just, you know. The hustle and bustle of life and, you know, the, the grind of work and raising a family and holding down the household. Like, you get a moment to just step back and smell the flowers, so to speak, and <laughs> be like, you know, I enjoy this person. I'm glad that we're together. And, you know, this is fun. It, it You need to be able to enjoy your relationship to sometimes don't. One thing I I know I've been guilty of at times, and it's something that I've made a conscious effort to not, you know, uh, duplicate again, is to just forget that because we're together, because we're around each other a lot, it doesn't mean that we're spending quality time. And it doesn't mean that we're... Say it again. It doesn't... It doesn't always count as time spent together just because we're in the same room, especially now, because we got tablets, we got computers, we got smart TVs, we got smartphones, we got video game consoles. Like, there's something to shove your face in front of at every step of your day. We got Wi-Fi in the car. We got Wi-Fi in the house. We got Wi-Fi at work. We got Wi-Fi at the market, at the restaurant, at the Walmart. Like, we're like a constantly connected society now, which can kind of make you forget that you're in the room with somebody else. You're in the house with somebody else. You're in a relationship with somebody else. So... You know, it's, it's important that we make time for one another and we remember that all time is not quality time, especially in a relationship. Quality time is critical. Right. And that and that's definitely a, an important one. Um, I feel like you should never reach a point in your relationship where you feel like being around your mate is a chore or a task. If it begins to feel that way, that means you perhaps need to change something in your schedule or in the way you interact with one another. And that's the time to change up the kind of time you spend with one another and the type of quality you guys are spending with one another. Um, I spend Google's amount of times around Jay all day, especially if he's working from home. I have my own office and he has his own space. He has space in our bedroom for his music, but he has space out the living room for his office. And, you know, oftentimes he has headphones on. <laughs> um, so I'm around him, but not necessarily engaging with him. But in the same breath, for me, I find comfort in being around him in his presence. So, you know, I don't feel neglected in that way. Um, but I definitely do appreciate when it's a concerted effort and when it's not just by happenstance that we're hanging around each other, but when he's like, Hey, you want to watch a movie with me together later? Or you want to do such and such, listen to beats with me, you know, whatever the case may be. I like when he singles me out and makes it known that the time we're spending now is going to be intentional. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and that's something, again, I think a conscious effort needs, has to be put into, at least if it doesn't come naturally to you. Because there's plenty of times, especially being that we have a family, there's errands to run, there's chores to be done, there's just overall maintenance, you know, that's required of the family, of the household, the kids, the bedroom, you know the car or whatever, you know what I mean? You'd be surprised how quickly the hours of a day can dwindle down and then you look at it at the end of the day and you're like, hey, we we didn't get any time to chill today. You know, we didn't, we haven't had a moment to talk. We haven't had a moment to 
you know, just haven't shared a moment together, basically. You know, whether it's watching something on the TV or enjoying a movie. So, you know, one of the things I like most is, um, besides, as A put earlier, the booing up moments, <laughs> um, I just like to have conversations sometimes, just talk about, you know, something I've seen in the news today or something that i read about today. Like, um, I don't know if you can tell, I don't know how well it comes across on the, during the podcast, but A is very well read. She's always finding <laughs> something interesting that she she's come across the news or a headline or some website or something like that, an article she's read. And I enjoy those moments to talk about stuff, to debate things, even when she is vehemently opposed to my opinion, mm-hmm. which is um, <laughs> more often you probably Gotta think. keep it spicy, folks. But, um, Fresh perspectives. It's good. Like, I never wanted to be in a relationship with somebody who just rode along with everything I said. I think... I find, that's Whatever probably, you like. Yeah, that's probably, like, my biggest turn-off. Like, if Bark I, like a duck. I, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I've talked to... I, I remember going out with somebody and being like, you know, well, what do you want? Mm-hmm, what do you want? Like, no, I mean, like, what do you... What are you trying to do? I don't care. Whatever you decide is fine with me. Like, yo, that was the, like, most frustrating thing in the world for me. I'm like, yo, you have to have an opinion of your own in this. Like, you have to have a say here. Like, we just not going to ride along with me. Because my thing is always, like, as, as intelligent as I feel I am, and as much as I trust my own decision, I'm not always right. You know what I mean? I want somebody to tell me when I'm wrong. I don't want them to just be like, okay, cool. You know, ask me that extra question. You know what I mean? Challenge my opinion of things. Maybe I'm doing something that's effective, but I'm not doing it efficiently. Like, I want that. Never wanted nobody who just was uh, a doormat. You know what I mean? I don't want to walk all over you. I don't want to just ride. I don't mind leading us. But I also want some support. I want a sounding board as well. I want a confidant in my relationship. I don't want just somebody who's, yeah, whatever, whatever you'd like, you know. Okay, is that what you come up with? All right. <laughs> you ain't never got to worry about that with me. Yes, um. <laughs> I, and I, have, I will gladly say A has never been that one. She's always had an opinion in some form or fashion, which I appreciate though, because still sharp and still like we gotta have a another perspective of things, you know. That helps keep things fresh. That helps keep things interesting. And um, I, I like it. I'm all for it. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm with it. So basically, y'all, uh, he's telling y'all he like it when I'm a little ratchet. Sophista ratchet, um, though. Sophista ratchet, okay. It's not exactly what my words were. <laughs> I'm but, uh, summing it up for you, okay? That That is the sound of Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, we're having a red wine kind of night. We're doing a red wine tasting tonight, y'all. It's, yes, uh, you can pour me some. Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon on the menu. Um trying to get away from the dessert wines tonight, these sweet reds. And the, <laughs> Y'all know if you the, follow me why that is. The, the <laughs> As I discussed my panic attack today, Lord, get Lord. This is, I will say this, you guys. Um, I go through a lot emotionally. My anxiety is like on 100. I know, I know it's a lot for people to deal with, but my husband never misses a beat. Like, He's so calm about everything. He's been that way since I can remember. I'll never forget finding out I was pregnant with our middle child. And, like, I'm bawling and holding this pregnancy test. And it's, like, the worst day of my life. And he's just playing the Xbox quietly. Like, I show him the test. And he's like, what's that mean? You pregnant? And I'm like, yes. He's like, okay. And he just, like, kept playing the game. Like, this is who he is. Like, he's just super calm about everything. And I think that adds balance to 
who I am. Um, I actually think all the spice that I did have, like, it, he definitely calmed it down a lot. A lot. Well, I will say, um, not that I, that, that's not my, that's not me 100% of the time. I am human. I do have anxieties. I do get nervous. Of um, but I find, like, if somebody else, like, especially in, in I'm in a relationship or even when in my work, you know, because I work with people, um, I work with users. Um, if you I am tell, an IT professional, IT mm-hmm. so I do work with. They call us users, y'all. And users. And they and they never say nice things about us. They always be like, user error. No, that's not. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but continue, but continue, continue. She, she gets so caught up in the semantics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, but the. We'll save that for my my, <laughs> my IT podcast. Oh, someday. good lord. But anyway, working with people, you know, one of the things that I've always gotten a good response about is um, when people are freaking out about, you know, a file they lost or something that they think is broken, you know, they've always appreciated that I'm not giving them... I'm not giving them the same energy back. Like, me being calm in those times when they're panicked has always helped calm them down. And I feel the same way in my relationships. Like, we both can't be losing our stuff when we could. (laughs) Because if we do, like, we're, we're going downhill from there. Like, we're not. Who somebody has to be able to calm the other down. So Well, he's definitely the calmer. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I try to be, you know, I have my moments where I where I do get anxious and I'm I'm like I get frustrated because I'm like my thing is let me calm down and figure out the answer. Let's start peeling things apart and let's try to find Meanwhile, the I'm over here ready to blow stuff up. In <laughs> late matches. When I'm freaking out. Chain smoke Newport. <laughs> when I'm freaking out, it's because I don't have an answer. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing. Like why when I don't know, that's when I'm at my most uneasiest and uncomfortable. Um but for the most part, that doesn't happen. Um but you know, every now and then it, it does occur, you know, where I don't have some type of idea or a solution or something like that. And then I get, then I'm on edge. Then I'm frustrated. Then I'm, you know. And it's never good because I've never done anything in, when I was anxious, when I was frustrated, when I was angry. I've never made a decision that I didn't regret. Like those emotional decisions, I hate. I hate them. Like that one time he beat me. Wow. I'm kidding. Anyway. (laughs) Just try just call 911 while you're at it and tell him to come slap the cuffs on me. No, you've never. No, I never. Although, there have been plenty of people who have met Jay and I who, like, believe because Jay is so calm and so freakishly nice about it, you know. For the most part, when he meets people, like, they swore up and down, like, in the beginning of our relationship. Like, he was in the house and wouldn't be in my tail. And I'm like, he's not. Yeah, you know, the the thing that freaks people out the most, though, that makes them the most uneasy about me is silence. <laughs> like, because I'm not, I definitely talk way more on this podcast than I do if you just walk up to me and meet me in person, it's not that I can't hold a conversation, but I'm just not, I'm, I'm a man who, who chooses my words wisely. I don't, <laughs> there's not a lot of fluff. So he thinks. There's not a lot of fluff mm, in my mm. day-to-day conversation. Say it with a little extra spit. Um, <laughs> excuse, excuse. <laughs> a little extra spit. That fluff is a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> It might be the uh, the battle of the red wine. It might I be, but um, no, I, I choose well. I I use my words efficiently. Like I'm not yeah, I mean, giving you a lot. You know, even when he's being cutthroat, he's gonna use the minimal amount of words. To do it. 
So, like, people, like, my dad had a girlfriend that freaked out because I didn't, t- I, I didn't have, we didn't have a lot of conversations. And, like, I was always cordial to her when we did interact. But the fact that I wasn't just dying to have conversation with her every time that I walked in the door and she was there, like, it would freak her out. She thought I hated her guts. Um <laughs> Well, I think awkward first conversation is the worst because as as outgoing as I can be and as talkative as I am, I have a lot of moments where I appreciate the silence and don't want to have to be forced into conversation. So, like, going into work in the morning, I used to hate getting on the elevator with people because it was the awkward, like, look around. And then we had the elevators where it was like mirror like so you can you can't avoid looking at people unless you look down at your feet so i usually just put my headphone on 100 and that still did not stop chipper white folk from talking to me in the morning and i'll just be like why are you doing this to me or like getting in the uber i love the uber drivers who just shut up like i'm gonna give you a five star like i don't want to have conversation that's why you need to do like me and get them over the air dips because y'all walking around with these ear pods and these little inner ear headphones no because i borrowed your headphones for like a week of work them gray joints when i had like lost my headphones or something like that and it did not stop people (laughs) like it, it does not stop people like I really believe people are really trash when it comes to social cues because they're not paying attention. I think it's also, yeah, you have an inviting No, you know smile. I got a mean mug, mean mug face, though. Yeah, but You know I you, have one. I don't be somebody, smiling at niggas in the elevator. If, if you look at somebody and, you know, grin at them, they, they're going to feel welcome. Like Don't feel welcome. Don't let don't, this fat face fool you. I'm not jolly. For whatever reason is, I get the... I've been told on more than one occasion I look mean or like I'm angry. Mean. People just don't know I'm that. Not, I'm none of the above. <laughs> but um, yeah, when I'm when I'm on a mission, like going to work, or even when I used to be waiting for the bus stop, I made friends with, especially girls, who thought like, "Yo, why?" The one girl used to tell me every morning, like, "Yo, stop being so mean. Smile." You know what I mean, like. And I was smiling and straight my face out. She was like, oh my God, just All right, Kanye. <laughs> it's on me. Yeah. But I was doing it well before Kanye. He bit that for me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's cool. I don't need anything else about you to be Kanye. Like, trust me. <laughs> but, but, um, no, I mean. Like, morning time is sacred, though. I feel like people should know. Like, especially if you come into the office and it's before nine. No, I was serially late. After nine, cool, whatever. But before nine, like, if you see the coffee cup in my hand, but it ain't been sipped from yet, like, and my headphones are still on, it means I'm not ready to talk to you. I'm not ready to have a conversation. I'm not ready to smile. Like, I used to try to make it to my desk without being seen. It never happened, but, like, and people just like, oh, Alicia, hey, you're here. And it's like, yo, why are you here? The one thing I do like about being in IT is, like, that it, it's not that type of environment, you know what I mean. There are people who come in and they'll be like, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, they'll they'll there's greetings, but like nobody is having no long drawn out conversation. I don't know if it's a nerd thing or whatever. Especially in this new environment, like they made it a point to make less offices at my job. It's a lot more open space. They they said it was to help people collaborate or whatever whatever but um everybody got headphones now like dudes come in they get on their headphones and they do their work like it's periods in time where we'll see each other and we'll bust it up and we'll have conversation for a little bit maybe 15 minutes or so at a time and then next thing you know we back to work like i'm over in my world with my headphones on and, I, and we got the desk that rise up, too, so, like, I can, like, sit low and raise my desk up, and people don't even know I'll be if I'm there or not. Yo, I love that type of stuff. Like, I don't... Well, I didn't have the luxury, and, and you are correct. People do find me to be very inviting, so people used to stop by my office cubicle, as we like to call them, at the great state of Georgia, um, and would, like, 
come for therapy sessions. So it used to be funny because I would have like overlapping sessions with people. Like people would be coming over like, why are you over here? It's my turn. <laughs> so right. like, I'm spending time doing therapy with folks while I'm working. That's always been you though. Like you always I, I say you, you like you attract the strays or whatever. Like the people <laughs> who, who need to be need to be fed, they need to be loved up, they need a place to stay. They they come to you to get the the, the nurturing, the, the, the it's love, a gift and the, the curse. advice. Because it honestly forced, you know, you know, I have tapped myself out in the past um, and have given from an empty cup. Um, and I've had to learn over the last few years. I will say uh, my journey with my health has really taught me about my limitations. And, you know, if I could say I need to learn anything, modesty was it. Um, you know, knowing when to say no. And I've certainly learned that to the point now where I feel like I spend more time saying, no, I can't do that, than I do saying yes. But, you know, I've, I've, I've had to learn to find the balance. I hate that it took, you know, my health taking a turn for me to be able to get to that space in my life. But I will say I certainly do not miss, you know, the burden of several people needing me all the time. I still have... People who call me up in dire situations and because of the platform I run from my blog and my social media, I still interact with people, but not on the level that I used to because I've learned to be vocal about, hey, like this doesn't work for me right now. So, you know. I feel like we've been all over the place tonight. Uh, and think, I'm cool with that. I like, was about to say, I think it's a good thing. I mean, <laughs> let's be all over the place. We got about four minutes left here. I think you guys are getting an accurate representation of me and Jay, like how we are. Like, we could be sitting in the house and really have hour long conversations and they can float all over the place, but I love that about him. Like, uh, it's always unsuspecting stuff. And I love that you randomly sometimes will just pop up with something that you heard from a podcast you were listening to. It usually results in a heated debate, but. Yeah. Well, also because I don't, I'm one of them people who I get my information from alternative news sources. So I do too. I never. No, I'm. This isn't about you. I'm just saying. I'm just speaking in general. I'm. I don't really watch the news. I get it. You know, alternative facts. I get it through. You know, the things that I enjoy. You know, which are typically music or sports related. Damn, um, with Joe Budden. They could be. Ugh, I just want to say that. I hate that stupid. No, podcast. don't hate that podcast. I, I know like, you love it. I love the Joe Budden podcast only because it reminds me of hanging out with my friends and college and growing up and stuff like that. Like it just, it's just a group of guys sitting around. Talking. It's not everybody else that annoys me. It's specifically Joe Button. And he has he's a polarizing figure, you know. He no. he has that effect. Yeah, he is like people either love or hate him. And I'm not gonna hold you. Like I wasn't a crazy Joe Buttons rap fan. Like I didn't Who was? But I mean there's people out there who love Name one person his rap. Know. I'm not gonna say exactly. anybody I know because I'm from a different era though. Like me and him are the same age, so when his rap career was beginning, like people who I, I was in love with were had already come and gone, you know. So it's not the same thing. It's not an apples to apples comparison. But I think he's great at the podcasting thing. I don't I don't watch all his other platforms, but I love the podcast. His show with his friends is great, and I would love to have one like that on my own one day. <laughs> this is all you getting? It's just me. Uh, <laughs> For now, no, no, you, no, you can't podcast. She, I might be, I, maybe I might be a guest on on Buns Beer and Barbecue podcast, Brew and Barbecue, or something like that. Who knows? I might want to start something. We, we can you focus on being hotel? the guest blogger on my blog? Let's worry about that first. She's taking on a lot of, you know, potential. You gonna nah. do that? I think I finally made up my mind. I'm gonna do one post a month from start off slow. I'm gonna send you some login information today. I, I don't believe one you. One post a month. I'm gonna pick a topic. I'm gonna write an article about it. Bam! That's gonna be it. I'm gonna just let's just throw it out there. See what sticks. Hopefully, y'all like it. 
Well, in case you guys didn't know, we are getting ready to wrap it up. So, in in the spirit of Jay taking on this new blogging, you can catch my blog at www.apmblog.com. And, of course, you can catch us on the socials. A underscore J podcast is our Instagram page. You can also catch me at APY blog. And you can catch Big Talk underscore J. As always, thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you guys next week. Hey, and if you like makeup, don't forget about the APY Beauty. Yes, AP Young Beauty Collection is at www.apyoungbeauty.com. And, of course, you can catch the Instagram page where you can catch my little makeup tips and all of that jazz at APY Beauty LLC. And, of course, you guys catch the YouTube station, um, which is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash APY Young. And I'm, t- I'm trying to get her to expand the brain, y'all. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll catch you later.